Well, good morning, church family. How's everyone doing this morning? Who's ready to praise the Lord? Amen. Come on, why don't we just rise and let's open our hearts to him. Oh 
house of the Lord this morning. Welcome, saints. Welcome. Man, isn't it an honor and a privilege to stand in the holy ground and worship the Lord God Almighty? Amen. The Bible says that if you believe and if you ask, it will be true. So whatever you come to with this in this place to with today, would you just lift it up to the Lord God Almighty in the midst of your praise? Lift it up to Him and say, Lord, I believe. I believe. It is true what you say. Your promises will always come back. You will never return void. Your word will always be fulfilled. And I believe in the name of Jesus and the power that comes with it. Amen. Our Father everlasting, we are creating one. God Almighty. Through your Holy Spirit, conceiving Christ the Son, Jesus our Savior. I believe in God our Father, I believe in Christ the Son, I believe in the Holy Spirit, our God is three and one. I believe in the resurrection that we will rise again for i believe in the name of jesus oh, oh, oh i believe our judge and our defender Suffered and crucified Forgiveness is in you Descended into darkness You rose in glorious light Forever seated high I believe in God our Father I believe in Christ the Son I believe in the Holy Spirit, our God is three in one. I believe in the resurrection, that we will rise again. For I believe in the name of Jesus. Yeah, I Communion 
and in your holy church. I believe in the resurrection when Jesus comes again. For I believe in the name of Jesus. I believe in God our Father. I believe in Christ the Son. I believe in the Holy Spirit. Our God is three in one. I believe in the resurrection that we will rise again. For I believe in the name of Jesus. For I believe in the name of Jesus. Yes, I believe in the name of the love, the grace, the mercy that comes with the name of Jesus and to know that we stand in the presence right now and when we call on his name our prayers will answer God says ask, knock, seek and you will hear in this place right now call on the name of Jesus ask, seek, knock and his power, his truth will be revealed to you in the way that you need it in your life right now. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus, we declare healing. In the name of Jesus, we declare mercy and restoration. Believe it, church. Would you believe it in this place? Amen. Oh, Heavenly Father, we just come before you. We lift up to you believing in you in this place. You were the word at the beginning The one with God the Lord most high your hidden glory in creation now revealed in you are Christ what a beautiful name it is what a beautiful name it is the name of Jesus Christ my King what a beautiful name it is nothing can stand what a beautiful name it is, the name of Jesus. 
What a beautiful name it is, the name of Jesus. Heaven without us. So Jesus, you brought heaven down. My sin was great, your love was greater. So what could separate us now? What a wonderful name it is. What a wonderful name it is. The name of Jesus Christ, my King. What a wonderful name it is. Nothing compares to this. What a wonderful name it is. The name of Jesus, what a wonderful name it is, the name of Jesus. Oh, we give him thanks. Give him thanks for the wonder and the beauty of his splendor this morning, church, yes. Join the song with us. Come on, let's say, death could not hold you. Sing it together, say. Death could not hold you. That's right. The veil tore before you. You silenced the boast of sin and grave. The heavens are roaring. The praise of your glory. For you rise to life again. You have no rival. You have no equal. Now and forever, God, you reign. Yours is the kingdom. Yours is the glory. Yours is the What a powerful name it is Nothing can stand against What a powerful name it is The name of Jesus You have no rival You have no equal Now and forever God you
we've come here today to lift up the name of Jesus Christ because his name is above every name. He's the only one that can bring peace. He's the only one that can bring life. He's the only one that can bring the assurance of his presence. Our sisters, on, brothers and sisters on the other side of town, on the north side of town at Calvary Church, are grieving the loss of one of their members that was senselessly killed in the parking lot Friday night, Saturday morning. Just run over for no reason. Father God, the violence in our city continues. Our hearts are grieving for a city that we love so much. A city that we cry out to you on behalf of. Father God, we want healing for Pastor Skip Heitzig and Pastor Nate Heitzig and all of the congregation there at Calvary. But also churches all over this city, county, and state that, Lord God, we're grieving because a city that we live in has been taken over by a demonic spirit of violence and death. So, Father God, we stand up against that spirit in the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord. We speak against that death spirit. We speak against that violent spirit. We speak against that drug addiction spirit. We speak against that spirit of meth and fentanyl and other things that are taking down young people as well as old. We pray, Father God, for a supernatural move of your Holy Spirit. Father, I pray that you dry up every road of drugs that lead into Albuquerque, New Mexico. That God, it's going to end in the name of Jesus. Father God, we pray that you bring an end to all the violence that is in Albuquerque and Bernalillo County and in New Mexico. Lord, that we're going to be known as the greatest city and the greatest state, not one of the most violent ones. Father God, I pray for wisdom for our leaders, protection for our officers, and Lord God, peace and strength for those families that have lost loved ones. Lord, there's trials going on even now that, Lord, we just shake our head because of the ridiculous judgments that the judge or even juries have given. Father God, I pray the peace of God and the justice of God to be manifest. Father God, I pray for marriages that are wounded and hurting, families that are hurting because they have prodigal sons and daughters. Father God, I pray for, Lord God, our community, our city. I pray for everyone watching online and everyone in this sanctuary. I pray for Brother Roland that just came through cancer surgery. I pray for complete healing and for everyone else that was diagnosed with cancer this past week. That, Lord, you would give them your peace and heal their bodies. Father, we're believing for a great move of your spirit as it already has begun. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. We pray in Jesus Christ's name and God's people shout out amen. amen. Continue to worship, continue to worship, continue to worship. Death could not hold you. The veil tore before you. You silenced the boast of sin and grave. The heavens are roaring, the praise of your glory. Before you are raised to life. 
hands, my King. What a powerful name it is. Nothing can stand against. What a powerful name it is. The name of Jesus. What a powerful name it is. The name of Jesus. And it's a powerful name indeed. Am I right, church? Come on. Can we lift up a shout of praise this morning? All glory to God. Hallelujah, Lord. We give you praise in this place, God, because we know that we are redeemed through your blood, Lord. We give you praise because you call us sons and daughters, Lord. And because we are your sons and daughters, God, there is nothing, God, that can stop us from your love, that can hold us back, Lord. And we thank you for that. I just pray for our time that we gather here this morning. I pray that your spirit continues to flow and that we open up our hearts to your word in this place. It's in your precious and holy name we pray, God. Amen and amen. Church, man, I'm so excited to be here this morning. Will you turn to your neighbor and greet one another as we finish up with worship this morning? Good morning, my family. Morning. Good morning, my church. Hey, good morning. We want to welcome you this morning to Sunday worship time. That was awesome, wasn't it? Mm. What a wonderful and powerful name that we serve. Hey, church, we want to welcome you, and we want to welcome those watching on our live stream as well. Absolutely. Welcome into the house of the Lord. Um, God, it's so amazing and such an honor and a privilege to be with you this morning. Mm. My name is Pastor Michael Romero. I'm your worship and arts pastor. And my name... (laughs) And my name is David Sanchez. I am your youth minister here at New Beginnings Church. Amen. We thank you so much. Again, it's an honor and privilege for us to be with you this morning. We want to catch you guys up on a couple of things that are going on here. There's some important stuff we, we want to catch you up on going on. Walking in through the doors. Sure, you always ask once in a while when you see the canopy, you know something's going on. <laughs> something's yeah. going on. We got some chairs and tables set up. Well, yeah, it's that time for you to sign up to grow and grow and grow. Absolutely. And church, we want to invite you to do that. Uh, that is the sign-up uh, area for our uh, Christian education. Um, classes are starting up now in the fall again, but the registrations are starting now. And so if you want to deepen your walk and strengthen your walk in some cer- certain areas of your life, like we, if you want to become like maybe a part of our men's group, mm-hmm. young people, where are you at? 18, 25 oh, yeah. college and career Heck yeah. uh, age, <clears throat> where are you at? Because... You say, well, there's nothing ever for the young people. There it is. We college got it. And college and career. We got it. It's right there. So we want to invite you to be a part of that. Family, if you're 18 to 25, we want to invite you to be part of that. Sisterhood. We're talking about discipleship. We're talking about 12-step. We're talking about women in need. We're talking how to strengthen your walk if you want to talk more theology, those kind of things. Mm-hmm. We want to invite you to be a part of that. So you want to explore some of that? Please. Go and see them at the table after service. That would be awesome. Absolutely, absolutely. You know, I, I remember being in those classes myself before stepping into leadership. And man, I'm, I'm, I'll tell you one thing. Those classes help you find a family. If you haven't really gotten plugged into like a small group of some sort, 
the, our Christian education program is a great way to step into that. I remember taking discipleship one uh, at Christine Cully's house. I don't know if you all know Christine Cully. Um, she is one of the greatest people. Like, I just love this woman so much. And I remember sitting in her class, and oftentimes we just sit there in tears all together, weeping in celebration of the wonderful things that God has done in our lives, man. And so if that's something that you're needing, if that's something you're hungry for, I'm telling you, these Christian ed classes are a great way to find it because we really are a family here. And, you know, speaking of family, we've got something really exciting happening today, too. Today is Baptism Sunday. Yeah, we are so excited to celebrate uh, new believers that are joining our family through this act of baptism. It's a symbolic representation of an inward change, and we're so excited to celebrate about that. Pastor Mike, you want to share a little more on that? I do, I do. Actually, you know, it's more than just new believers, Mm -hmm. family. It's for those who have maybe never taken that next step in making that outward uh, expression of an inside change, right? Mm-hmm. In, inward change. So maybe you came from another faith that you maybe thought you were baptized as a baby. Mm-hmm. Well, that was dedication. This is the significant mandate that we said, you know, this is us saying out with the old, in with the new, where the mm-hmm. Holy Spirit comes upon you. And we say, ah, that's where the immersion comes out. And we say, you know what? This is why we want you to be a part of that. So if you have not yet been have done that yet, maybe you said, maybe I accepted the Lord and I was baptized as a baby and I accepted the Lord here two years ago. And that's, that's awesome. Mm. We want you to maybe take that next step and explore that with us. And maybe mm. you just want to explore that. There's a class today mm-hmm. right after we're done here at announcements, right through those doors, right after that door right there with Brother David, where he's going to talk a little bit more about baptism. So if you're exploring that and if you're here for baptism... FYI, as soon as we're done here, we invite you to meet Sister Jeanette right over here next to this door because she's going to walk you through uh, that door to take that class with Brother David. But we mm-hmm. also want you as a congregation to join us in celebrating uh, our brothers and sisters that are getting baptized today immediately after service. Absolutely. Yeah, we're so excited for baptisms. And something that happened that we're doing today also after baptisms oh, yeah that we're really excited about is Meet the Pastors. Meet the Pastors is today. And similarly to uh, baptisms, Meet the, pa- Meet the Pastors isn't just for new people here. It's for anyone who hasn't gotten a chance to, I guess, meet the pastors. If you, if you don't know our leadership, if you haven't gotten a chance to hang out with myself, Pastor Mike, Pastor Richard, Pastor Cindy, uh, Jessica Ramirez, and, and our kids wing, you know, there's uh, oftentimes a lot more than what you just see here on stage to the people, you know. Uh, we want to be able to sit down with you, enjoy some snacks. that They call them hors d'oeuvres, I think. Really, really fancy. Uh, and we get to sit down and just share about our, our lives. And, and, you know, you guys can hear our hearts and we can hear your hearts. And we're so excited about that. You want to share a little more about what we do there, Pastor Mike? I do. It's an awesome time. Like Brother David said, we get to meet each other. But you know what? It's more than that. It's kind of an insider's look at our ministry. Mm. It's really awesome time because you get to, number one, figure out, Hey, where did we come from? This is where we're at. And where are we going? Mm. So besides just meeting us, it's not just meeting and standing in line. It's not like a greeting line, hey, Mike Romero next. (laughs) It's not just literally meet the pastors. It's more like get to know the pastors. Mm. Get to know the pastors. We get to sit down and have a meal together. and We get to fellowship with one another. And you get to meet, know me a little bit more, kind of what makes me tick. I don't think anybody will ever figure that out, (laughs) what makes... Me too. Probably, yeah. <laughs> but you get to find out, hey, what does Michael Romero do on his off time? What does he do? On, what is his hobby? What, is, what does he do for fun? Mm-hmm. I, do I even know what fun is? <laughs> I don't know. But you get to find those things out. 
Yeah. Right? And that's at Meet the Pastors. And mm. so we invite you to do that today. And there's no sign up. There's no nothing. We just invite you to be a part of that. And that's immediately following baptism. So please mm-hmm. join us for that. And then church, hey, guess what? After you meet the pastors and that's all good, we want you to immediately go onto the app or go onto the website mm-hmm. or immediately following service. You can go into the celebration, the 40-year celebration table because mm-hmm. we want you to get, we still have tickets available to this amazing celebration mm-hmm. of how we're going to honor our senior pastors for 40 years. Mm, absolutely. That's 40 years of their committed service to this community and to this city. Mm-hmm. 40 years of, to this city. And so if you have not yet purchased a ticket, we invite you to please do that. Mm. that you can do that at NBCABQ.com uh, events. You can do it on yeah. the homepage. There's, mm-hmm. an advert, there's a celebration table out there. You can do that if you want to pay with cash or with a check. Mm-hmm. Um, or you can do that via the app. Please do that as soon as possible. The deadline Mm. is coming up soon. Mm -hmm. We're just like three weeks out, Mm. and we want you guys to be a part of it. Absolutely, absolutely. We're so excited to celebrate with our pastors. 40 years, man, that's almost like two of my lifetimes, man. That's that's crazy. And in ministry, like... That's just one of the, those awesome things that like, we're so blessed to have leaders who have been this faithful to one body, one city, one congregation. I'm so excited for that. You know, church, other than that, we've got so many other things going on. We've got Trunk or Treat happening on the 29th of October. Uh, Do you guys know that we sell little car decals now that can go on the back of your car? You can represent new beginnings as, as we, you know, speed and however Albuquerque people drive, you know. Uh, yeah, let's try not to do that with, with that on. But hey, uh, we're really excited about the things we've got going on here. If you want to stay connected, stay in Involved. You go check out our info booth right out there. Sister yeah. Tressa and uh, Sister Elizabeth run uh, run that fantastically. And they, they, do a, they do a great job with that. I don't know if fantastically is a word. But, uh, and it also, it is now, yeah. And we've also got our website, NBCABQ.com. We've got our app and just so many other resources to get you plugged into the life of the church at New Beginnings. But church, we are so grateful also for you even being here, for you online and, and in person, for your continuous faithfulness and your tithes and offerings. And so uh, for that church, we say thank you so much for stepping up to being obedient to the call that God has placed on us as believers. And so we just want to say thanks again. Don't forget, we have text to give. All the info should be right behind me on the screen. We have our NBCABQ app, nbcabq.com forward slash give. It's all fast, safe, secure. None of of those pesky little spam texts that that you get. It's just a great way to give. And also our four tithing boxes located at all four corners of our sanctuary. So thank you so much, church, for your continuous faithfulness for being here and for for being a part of the life of the body here at New Beginnings Church. That's right. We thank you so much, church. And with that, we turn the pulpit and the platform over to our senior pastor. Why don't we welcome Pastor Richard to the platform. Thank you, Michael. Thank you, David. I love those guys. They're pretty amazing guys. Hey, uh, just want to let you know that we are having baptism service. I know they said it, but... Those of you that are going to get baptized, go ahead and they're going to have a class right now. Go, go ahead and go get ready. And I know there's some people over there, but uh, also I want to dismiss the youth. They're going to go to their worship service and uh, have an awesome time. So youth, you guys are dismissed to go to your class and, and have an awesome time together. Hey, I just want to let you know that um, we have a very special service tonight. Today is National Gun Violence Memorial Day to memorialize those that have died by uh, gun violence or just a violent death. 
So if you want to make that service tonight, it's at 6 p.m. here at the church, and we're going to be honoring all of those loved ones that have passed on. Feel free to bring a picture of them, and uh, it's just a beautiful time to come together and love the Lord and love each other and, and ask God to minister to us. That'll be at 6 p.m. tonight. Hey, guys, I've been doing this sermon series on changing the way you think. And it's real important that we understand that it's important to change the way we think because our thinking is what propels us in a certain direction. Our thinking is what ends up taking us someplace where we not need to be. And our thinking sometimes can really be messed up. I mean, how many times have you ever said, like, what was I thinking? What's wrong with me? And you just have this crazy thought. And today I want to talk about changing the way we think about love. There's a lot of different kinds of love, okay? The Bible talks about a love, and it's called phileo love. A phileo love is the kind of love that you have between family members, a husband and a wife as a father and a mother and and brothers and sisters and cousins and relatives and aunts and uncles and grandma and grandpas. They have a love that they share, and it's a special bond of family. Then you have what's called eros love. Eros love is a love between a man and a woman when they fall in love, and they run, and they go through the beach and they go oh at last and 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 you find that love that you share romance and you share kissing and making love and all those things that are encompassed in that and then you have what's called agape love agape love is a love that god gives us to share with each other so this is a really loving church. You see a bunch of people out there hugging and high-fiving and fist bumps or elbow bumps or a hip bump. And yeah, Okay, now maybe they don't go that far. But, 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 but in other words, they, they share love and kindness to each other. Yesterday, a couple that fell in love got married. And it was a really beautiful time, so... I just want to introduce you real quick, like, to Mr. and Mrs. Chris and Dolores Contreras. Stand up real quick. They serve on our security team, and usually they sit over here, but today they're sitting out there because they're all cuddled up and... <laughs> all romantic and going, you're my wife now, babe. You're my husband, sweetie. So now we got handsome Richard over here. (laughs) But it's love that brings us together. And love keeps us together. Not just as couples and families, but even as a family of God. Look, in the book of Romans, chapter 12, verse 2, It says, don't copy the behavior and customs of this world, but let God transform you, he says, into a person, a new person, by changing the way you think. Then you will learn to know God's will for you, which is good and pleasing and perfect. So, Father, guide us and help us to really Understand love from your perspective, I pray in Christ's name, amen. 
I heard of this couple that was having a very romantic dinner, candlelight dinner, and and they're sitting across from each other, and the wife picks up a glass of wine, and she says, oh, I love you so much. And the husband says, is that the wine talking, or is that you talking to me? And she says, neither. I was talking to the glass of wine. (laughs) I said, that's messed up, man. That's just messed up. But see, in English, we can use the word love for a lot of things. I love my dog. I love pizza. I love hamburgers. I love my family. I love my wife. In Spanish or in Greek, you can't use the word love like that. Like in Spanish, you say amor. Amor is a love between people. Yo amo a mi esposa. I love my wife. Yo amo a mi esposo. I love my husband. Yo amo a mis hijos. I love my children. But you can't say yo amo pizza because it's not proper. So they say, okay, this dude's really weird, man. He wants to get married with pizza. See, you say, me gusta pizza mucho. I like it a lot. But see, in English, we get messed up with love. And love is very clear from the word. God is very clear on the word. And I want to take us through really taking a look at the word love and, and how God approaches it so that we can reconsider love. And the first thing I want to say is that love must be directed towards God and then shared with others in ways that look like God. So we share our love this way. We reach up like like what our church is all about. Reach up, reach in, and reach out. We reach up to connect with God. We reach up to come to know God. We reach up to get filled with his spirit. We reach up to become part of the body of Christ. We reach up to hold on to heaven until we get there. And then we reach in with education and and learning and growing. That's why we have classes you could take. Some people say sometimes, I'm not getting, I'd like to get deeper in the word from the pulpit. Well, guess what? We have a class that does a word-by-word study, and they look at the Greek, and they look at the Hebrew, and they look at this, and they really teach it to you. So you could take that class and get as deep as you want to get. But what we need to understand is that we are helping you to really get connected up within and then reach out to really share that love. And so when we can share our love this way, then it's very easy to share love this way. But it's not easy to share love this way sometimes when you don't have that connection. Jesus said, this is what love is. In the Gospel of Matthew chapter 22, verse 37 and 38, They asked Jesus, what's the greatest commandment? And he says, you must love the Lord your God with all of your heart, all of your soul, and all of your mind. He says, this is the first and greatest commandment. He said to love God, to get connected with God, to get one with God, to let God engulf you and fill you, envelop you, to really get there, to really understand that God wants our love and he wants to be loved by us. He wants us to understand that he loves us and that we should love him because he loved us first. He wants his people to show him love. That's why when we sing praises and sing songs and we say, what a beautiful name it is. The name of Jesus. I only envision the throne of God and God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. They're right there, the three in one. And man, all the angels are going, look, Jesus, they're singing about you. They're singing to you. And he goes, yes, because God inhabits the praise of his people. 
I mean, look, when your children tell you, Mama, I sure love you. Daddy, I sure love you. And then your grandchildren, oh, don't they just melt you? And you go, oh, Grandma, you're the best grandma in the world, or Nana, or whatever they call you. You're the best grandpa in the world. And they're just like, oh, my gosh. I, you never get tired of hearing that. God never gets tired of hearing us tell him how much we love him and we praise him and we adore him. He really wants to hear that. He loves us and he wants us to love him back. So he's saying, we've got to direct our love this way before we direct it this way. Because this way is very conditional. This way becomes unconditional and we end up learning to be unconditional this way as well. In 1 John chapter 4, verse 16 through 19, he says, We know how much God loved us, and we, have, and we have put our trust in his love. God is love, and all who live in love live in God, and God lives in them. As we live in God, our love grows more perfect, so we will not be afraid of the day of judgment, but we can face him with confidence because we live like Jesus here in this world. Such love has no fear because perfect love expels all fear. If we are afraid, it is for fear of punishment, and this shows that we have not fully experienced his perfect love. We love each other because he loved us first. And we have to grab a hold of that. We love because he loves us, and he loves us, and he loves us. He is love. He is the whole personhood of love. God has made us to love others and to receive love. And we share that love. We pour out that love. We give of that love. And this is what he wants. He wants us to pour ourselves out. He wants us to give of ourselves. He wants us to empty ourselves of that love. You got to understand that not everyone grew up in a loving home. I was very, very fortunate. My parents were very loving people. My dad was not afraid to hug us and, and give us a kiss on the cheek and say, Mijo, I love you. Man, I'm proud of you. My mom was a big cheerleader for us, to cheer us on and encourage us. Not everyone grew up in that kind of home. I talk with people that, that they say their, their dad has never, ever told them those three simple words, I love you. Their dad never said, I'm proud of you. Their dad never said, keep up the good work. Their mom never encouraged them and just spoke life into them. This lady that I know that's in the medical business and excels in her job. Her mother was dying and she was a caregiver to her mom the last few years of her life and she tended on her perfect. Her mother had never, ever once said, I love you, I'm proud of you. And as she was dying and she cared for her mother, the mother said to her, to think, what an amazing daughter I've had all these years and I never got to know you. How broken, the brokenness, and there's people that are broken, and there's some men that have never been told they're loved by their dad or their mom. They've never been encouraged. And because of that, you have a filter over your eyes that you think God is like that, like, yeah, God loves me. My own parents don't love me. How could God love me, especially knowing what I do? 
And you know what? God loves us. He wants to overwhelm us with his love. He wants to lavish us with his love. He wants to spoil us with his love. He wants us to share our love, his love through us. But we share it this way first. Because when you come to fall in love with Jesus, I'm telling you, your whole life changes. People start going, man, what is it about you? You've changed. You're not a mean dad anymore. You're not a mean mom anymore. That's why sometimes the older children are jealous of the younger children because their parents came to know Jesus and they changed. And the mom and dad had turned into really loving people. And the older siblings go, man, we had the bad version of dad. Dad used to smack us. Mom used to smack us. Now you guys come along. Oh, mijo, what can we do for you? What can we do for you, mija? Let me tell you, God is always like that. He's loving and caring. So it's so important that we share our love with God, and then we get that love and share it with others. Another thing he talks about love is that love is not self-centered. Love is not self-centered. Love is not just about us. God wants us to love others. When you're just consumed with yourself and what you're going to get out of it, that's not love. You're taking advantage of people. You're taking in things that you shouldn't take. But man, when you share his love, man, they asked Jesus, what's the greatest commandment? He said that you love the Lord your God with your body, your mind, and your soul. And then he said in verse 20, uh, and we're in Matthew 22 again, verse 39 and 40, he said, a second commandment is equally important. Love your neighbor as yourself. And he goes on to say the entire law And all the demands of the prophets are based on these two commandments, that you love God and you love others. We don't know how to do that sometimes. We're born very selfish people. We only think of us. We think of us and we think of us and we think of us. And we need to think of others. The devil wants conflict among people. He doesn't want us to be happy with our neighbors. We ought to start with the neighbor that sleeps right next to us, our husband or our wife. Man, sometimes you're in the same bed and you're not talking. You stay on that side of the bed, I'll stay on this side. And we're going to put a blanket in the middle to make sure don't cross over. It's like, man, what's up with that? Some couples aren't talking to each other. The silent treatment's going on. Or they're throwing stuff and making all kinds of racket and... And there's conflict at home. Sometimes there's conflict with the people that live right down the hallway, with your son or your daughter, with your mom or your dad. And there's conflict there, and there's not even a oneness. They're not even getting together. There's brokenness. Sometimes it's among the siblings. The the children aren't talking to each other. The siblings aren't talking, or or cousins and relatives. Or It could be extended. There could be conflict in your workplace. The minute I say workplace, you're going, oh, why do you have to bring up work, Pastor? I got to go to work, and ooh, there's this lady there that, ugh, she makes life miserable for everybody. Ooh, this guy is just a pain in the neck, and ugh, a pain a lot lower, too, and golly. And, 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 and you're, you're just tormented by these people. Because the devil does not want happiness. He doesn't want peace. And because we're so self-centered a lot of times, we don't try to diffuse it and we don't try to bring healing. We don't try to bring oneness. Instead, we jump in and we start taking sides and we just start duking it out with everybody. It's crazy. 
I did I performed a funeral earlier this week and I was at this funeral and and this lady came up to me and she was real proud and she complimented some things I said and she goes, man, some of the things you said, I just finished telling my grandson because he just graduated from the Marine Academy and he's now a Marine and he's in training and he's there at Camp Pendleton and I said, man, that is awesome. And she goes, I go, now is that your son's son or is that your daughter's son? She goes, that's my son's son, but he hasn't talked to us in three years. Man, that grieved me. It just grieved me. I can't even imagine not talking to my children. And I just grabbed her, and I go, can I hug you? And I hugged her, and I said, I'm sorry, and I'm holding her hand, and I said, I'm so sorry to hear that. I go, I'm going to be praying for you, and I prayed with her. And then her son came, I mean, her husband came around, and I go, man, your wife just told me, and I'm, I'm praying for you guys. And he goes, thank you. The brokenness of not having relationship in-house because something has obviously happened, but our self-centeredness will not allow us to bring healing with one another. Our self-centeredness will not allow us to have reconciliation because not until they come crawling on their knees, I won't say, okay. And man, we want, and, and sometimes we want revenge. And we said, no, I put it in the hands of the Lord. Well, then if you put it in the hands of the Lord, let the Lord have it. But you know what we want? We say, God, take care of it, but let me be in the front row so I can watch it. Man, we, we, we don't know how to do this. In Galatians chapter 5, verse 13, the Lord says, For you have been called to live in freedom, my brothers and sisters, But don't use your freedom to satisfy your sinful nature. Instead, use your freedom to serve one another in love. He's saying, let's serve one another in love. Let's give of ourselves. Let's pour ourselves out. Man, there's so many people that show me such kindness and love. I feel overwhelmed. I'm I'm so spoiled. Man, just today, well, last Sunday... This guy that's been coming to our church, and I hadn't even met him yet, and, and he goes, Pastor, I, I see you've been struggling with your hip. He goes, I brought you a gift. And he gets this bag, and he had a big old, it's, it's a strap-on ice pack. And I go, wow. And he goes, he goes, I go, how does it work? How do you put it on? So we went to the back, and he put it on for me. And man, I felt like, orale, I'm packing, baby. All right. <laughs> I got my ice pack, and I'm ready to throw some blows, baby. You know, I mean, it was amazing, and it's helped me so much. And I was like, man, I mean, here's somebody I hadn't even met yet. He goes, yeah, we've been coming to church, and we hadn't been able to have a chance to talk to you yet. And I go, well, I'm glad I got to talk to you. And right away, he goes, oh, but I brought you something. I go, man, I've never met this guy. He already brought me something. Man, there's people that just spoil me like that. Man, there's a guy named Bernie here at our church, and I came into church, and, and he goes, Pastor, you know what I got you? Some green chili, because he knows I like green chili. He goes, it's just not real hot. It's kind of medium. So I said, ooh, Cindy's going to be happy, because she doesn't eat hot chili. But I'll take chili hot. I'll take it mild. I'll take it. I just love chili, man. But man, I'm just like, what kindness? What goodness? There's people that go, Pastor... Hey, you're just withering away. You're so skinny. I bring you, and they bring me a burrito. (laughs) Okay, they don't say that. They just go, here, man. Here. Here's some Chinese food. Ya te toca tu taquito. 
<laughs> Here's a taco. And I'm like, wow, what a blessing. They're just kind. They're good. I, I don't know why they do that, but they do. They're just, they're showing love. They're not self-centered. When someone is given and they didn't expect anything in return, don't you feel honored and blessed? You're like, oh my gosh, man, thank you, thank you, thank you. Look at the book of Romans, chapter 13, chapter, uh, chapter 13 verse 8. He says right there, owe nothing to anyone except, if you're going to owe anyone for your obligation to love one another, and if you love your neighbor, you will fulfill the requirements of God's law. God wants us to be loving. He wants us to start in our own house. Show love to your husband. Show love to your wife. Show love. Focus on them. Don't focus on their faults. Let me tell you something. Every one of you ladies in here have issues. You do. Come on. Own up to it. Because you know what? Every man in here has issues. We all have issues. We all howl at the moon at night. Don't we? Every one of us have that issue that, man, we don't want anyone to know, oh, we're perfect, we're perfect. You know what? I'm perfect for my wife. I'm not perfect, but I'm perfect for her. She's not perfect, but she's perfect for me. Are you with me? See, we're not perfect. Instead, though, we focus on the issues. We focus on issues with our family. Our husband, our wife, our father, our mother, our brother, our sister, our aunt and uncle, grandparents, grandma, grandpa, whoever, cousins and friends. And then with friends, friends we work with. And then total strangers. We see their imperfections. Let me tell you something. Relationships take work. Every relationship takes work. You know why? Because there's a man of God and there's a woman of God inside of you, but there's also a little brat boy and a little brat girl that were self-centered at times, and we cause messes. And if we could get that under control, we'll be happy. But instead, we have issues, and then we focus on, oh, I don't like him that much. I'm not talking to my husband right now because he's being an idiot. I'm not talking to my wife right now because she's being an idiot. I don't, I don't talk to those people over there. That's why I sit on this high side of the church because the people on that side of the church, you know how they are. And you know how the people on that side of the church are. I only sit in the middle because the people on the side of the church, they're all weird. And the people on the side of the church say, I don't sit in the middle because they're all weird. See, we always have a tendency to kind of look at people and judge them and look at them wrong. Look what Jesus said in Matthew chapter 7. He says, and why worry about a speck in your friend's eye when you have a log in your own? He goes, how can you think of saying that your friend, let me help you get that rid of that speck in your eye when you can't see past the log in your own eye? Hypocrite. First get rid of the log in your own eye, then you will see well enough to deal with the speck in your friend's eye. Amen. He's saying, focus on the right thing. Quit focusing on the wrong thing. Everyone has issues. But man, I've come to love you guys. You guys are amazing. Even with your issues and even with my issues. I have issues. Some of you go like, ah, pastor, oh, my. Uh, You know what? And we are committed to each other. We're committed and we're sold out to each other. 
We're going to lean into each other and lean on each other and help each other. That's what love is. Love isn't self-centered. It's outward, not inward. Because when you pour it out, I'm telling you, you will get it in. Because that which you reap, you will sow. It'll come back to you. It'll come back to you a hundredfold. Another thing we need to look about love is that love is full of deliberate acts with the best interest of others. It's deliberate acts. You are taking an initiative. You're saying, I am going to show love. I am going to do this. Pastor Chris Cleveland came up to me this week, and he goes, hey, man, I got you something for your hip. And he gave me this little bottle in a red box and all Chinese writing. And I go, what is this? He said, and I go, what does that mean? And I go, do you really know how to read? He goes, no, they just told me that this is really good for arthritis and pain. And, and man, so I've been, I put that on. I'm like, oh, wow, this is good stuff. I go, Chris, thank you, man. Thank you. People that just do little things for you. They do those things that you go, wow. I, just people that have done stuff for me. There's time, times that I don't even get away to eat lunch and, and, and there'll be, the Malay chicks might walk in and with a little bag of goodies and go, hey, we, we know you probably haven't eaten. There's fruit in there and a drink. And I'm like, wow. There's this couple that comes to first service, Mike and Rosanna, and, and every Christmas, they've done this for years now. They bring us a ham and they bring us a big old tray of mashed potatoes and they bring us shrimp that to bring in the new year. And, and, and sometimes... That's a busy time of the year for us. So we're not even home, and they go, hey, we left you something on your porch. And we get there, and I'm like, oh, they're so awesome. We just enjoy it. Ham, mashed potatoes, <laughs> shrimp. Eee, let's all go to Mike and Rosanna's for lunch. <laughs> so, so, but, but see, the little deliberate acts. Deliberate acts. There's a young man named Eddie. That, this guy's an a executive chef. And when he was starting, we were at the old, old church in the South Valley. We call him Eddie Boy. And Eddie Boy would come up to me. He'd go, Pastor, try this. See how it came out? I was his guinea pig. And I would be real honest with him. I'd go, E, dude, this was so good, but it like, a little tart. Or, ooh, it was way too sweet. Or, and he would, so, so then he'd bring me a new one to see if it was better. So I'd go, orale. So then it was like, oh, Eddie, this is amazing. And now he's an executive chef, and, and oh, my gosh, this guy is, like, phenomenal, okay? And so he goes, try this rice I made. And he made shrimp fried rice. I'm like, oh, my goodness gracious, I didn't know you were Asian. <laughs> I mean, this guy is a phenomenal cook. Thank you, Eddie. I love you, man. This guy just spoils me. He spoils me. He's my son's best friend, and, and, and he, he, my son brought a big old train. I go, what's that? He goes, Eddie boy said that for you and mom, and he said, if you want to, you can share with me and Gabriana. <laughs> and I didn't. I didn't. <laughs> no, no. But, but see, it's just called love. It's just love. People that just love you. They just do things to love you. There's a lady named Diane, and she just walked up to me before, and she goes, man, 
Mike and I got you this tie. And I'm like, oh my gosh. She's given me some of the most beautiful ties that I have. They just love me. They love me. And I, they show me love. And I could go on and on and see their deliberate acts. Hasn't someone done a deliberate act to show you love that they just did something for you? The other day, Cindy was in bed and she was talking to my daughter on the phone. It was early morning. And, and all of a sudden I walked in and I had made her breakfast and, and I took it to the bedroom and Cindy goes, oh my gosh, your daddy's walking in and he's bringing me breakfast in bed. And Cindy goes, I mean, naturally goes, dad did that. Oh, he, he's so awesome. And Cindy goes, Ashley just said, you're so awesome. And I go, yes, I am. (laughs) No, no, no. I I didn't say that. I was just like, man, I just was cooking. I thought, well, she's still there talking. I'll I'll take her breakfast in bed. I didn't know it was going to score me some points. It just, just, you just do something. Love is doing something for people that we love. Giving up something. Giving up time on your computer. Giving up time on your tablet. Giving up time on your phone. Hijo, now I got personal, huh? <laughs> giving, up, giving up time to... I know, men, don't get mad at me, men. Do you love your wife enough to go shopping with her? I don't know why we hate that so much. I think it's because we're hunters. We don't shop. Men don't shop. We're hunters. I'd go with Cindy, and she'd go, I'd go, what you looking for, babe? She goes, I'm looking for a white blouse. So I'd walk in the store. White blouses, white blouses, spotted in the back. Let's go to the white blouses. They were over there. You know where she would go? She'd start this way. I'm like, what are you doing? What are you doing? And she's going this way and this way and that way and that way and this way and that way. I go, we're looking for blouses. What are we doing in the linen section? What are we doing in this? And we'd finally get to the white blouses. I never mind. I changed my mind. Oh, my God. So then I'd go shopping with her, but I'd be on my phone the whole time. I wasn't with her. So now I said, okay, Lord, I really love my wife, and let me show her with my actions. And I only answer the phone if it's a real important call. Otherwise, I don't even answer the phone. And I just say, you know what? I'm with you. I'm with you. And she's like, oh, my gosh. And she'll call my daughter. Daddy went shopping with me, and he didn't even take his phone out. And I'm like, wow. I never knew it meant that much. How about the little moments where you give up time with your grandkids? Where you take them to the park. My granddaughter and I were sitting at the dining room table the other day, and we we're just really having a really neat conversation. She's five, and we're really into a, a moment together. And Cindy goes, what are you guys doing? And she goes, I'm spending grandpa time with grandpa. She goes, can I join you? No, grandma, you can't. This is my time with grandpa. I'll go back to your room and spend some time with you in a little while. But I am like, oh my gosh, I didn't, I really didn't realize how much it means to them. To take them to the park, to take them for a walk, to read. Do you love your family enough to clean up your foul mouth? Do you love your family enough to give up your pornography, men and women? Do you love your family enough to make the changes you need to change? In John 14, verse 24, it says, anyone who does not love me 
will not obey me. Uh, and, and, and remember, my words are not my own, for I'm telling you it from the Father who sent me. We need to obey. We, we don't communicate the same. Some people use a lot of words. Some men, oh man, we talk a lot. Some women talk a lot. Others, we just use gestures. Like, hey, hun, do you know where the cereal is? Mm. Oh, over there. Mm. I mean, we just grunt and move and, mm, ah, mm, you know. And, but we need, we need to help. Some of your marriages are hurting. You're not talking. You're not sharing. We're, gonna, we're kicking off. We're, we're in the middle of training some couples that are going to be leading a new marriage ministry called Reengage to really strengthen marriages. So marriages that are, that are bad can be good. Marriages that are good can be better. And marriages that are better can be best to really get you to that new level. If, if, if you had an affair, man, do whatever it takes to heal it. Don't just say, get over it already. I thought it happened already. Get off my back. Spend as much time as you need repairing your marriage. Spend as much time as you need repairing your relationship with your children. Put down the remote control. Put down the tablet. Spend time together in 1 John chapter 3, verse 17 and 18. It says, if someone has enough money to live well and sees a brother or sister in need and shows no compassion, how can God's love be in that person? He says, dear children, let's not merely say that we love each other. Let us show it. Let us show the truth by our actions. Deliberate actions. And then the last thing about love is love is the greatest act that we can attain and live out. Love is the greatest act that we can attain. To really attain love, then you'll start living that out. It just flows out of you. We should want to live a life of love. We should want to pour out a life of love, not just the people you know, but the even total strangers. And I know it's hard nowadays because nobody trusts anybody anymore. I'm the kind of guy that even with my bad hip, I'll go get a basket from somebody that, that's even young or old and say, hey, let me get your basket. I'll put it back in the return cart. I'll help people. I'll go, hey, I, I'm, I'm a safe person. I just saw you. I'm, I just want to help you put your groceries in the trunk of your car. And some people are going, they look at me like, thank you, but like, well, why are you doing this? I just, I, I just want to help. And they go, thank you for your help. I go, hey, pass that forward. So just show them there's still people that love. There's still people that care. There's still love that flows among our community. Because don't let the brokenness and the harshness of our community make you hard. Instead, be overbearing with the love of God in 1 Corinthians chapter 13, verse 1 through 3. It says, I can speak in all the languages on the earth and of angels, but didn't, uh, but didn't love? I would only be a noisy gong or a clanging cymbal if I had the gift of prophecy and if I understood all of God's secret plans and possessed all knowledge and if I had such faith that I could move mountains but didn't love others, I would be nothing. If I gave everything I have to the poor and even sacrificed my body, I could boast that I could boast about it. He goes, but if I didn't have love for others, I would have gained nothing. 
He's saying we need to love. We need to love, we need to live it, and we need to let others receive it. Pour it out. Man, in 1 Corinthians chapter 13, verse 13, the last verse of that chapter, he says three things will last forever, faith, hope, and love. And the greatest of these is love because God is love. And when you love, you're exemplifying his love. Some people reject Jesus Christ because you know what? People that call themselves Christians don't show the love of God. They don't show it. You need to show it. You need to deliver it. You need to pour yourself out. God is love and we must love if we really have God. Do unexpected acts of love. Just bless your family. You really want to mess with your mom and dad's head, young people? Clean your room. Clean your room. Oh, my gosh, I don't know what's up. They cleaned the room. Is that really my son? Is that my daughter? Love them. Because Jesus closed out that verse in Matthew 22, verse 40, by saying, the entire law and all the demands of the prophets are based on these two commandments, that you love the Lord your God with your heart, mind, and soul, and that you love your neighbor as yourself. So don't give up. Love. Poor love, poor love, poor love. In the book of Romans, chapter 8, verse 38 and 39, Paul is saying, for I am convinced that nothing can ever separate me from God's love. Neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor demons, neither the fears of today, nor the worries about tomorrow, not even the powers of hell can separate us from God's love. No power in the heaven above or in the earth below. Indeed, nothing in all creation will ever be able to separate us from the love of God that is revealed in Christ Jesus, our Lord. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. We've got to hold on to that. So we need to feed ourselves the love of God. We need to feed ourselves God's truth. We need to take it in and hold it and really do it. And then we need to show love to the people closest to us and the total stranger that we come across. Ask God to show you how you can show love. Ask God to show you what acts of love you could do. Just random acts of kindness. To just show it to total strangers. I used to go around, I'd buy, you know, $2 hamburgers. And I'd buy a whole bag of them. I'd buy like 10 of them. I'd go out and give them out. And now some people are afraid. I don't blame the homeless. Porositos, they're kind of like, okay, man, God, I hope you didn't do anything to this burger. And I go, look, man, you know what? I'm a Christian, I'm a, and I, I promise I just want to bless you. Be a blessing to people. Do something out of the ordinary. Become part of a group, a small group. Become part of our men's Bible study, the women's Bible studies, the women in need. Become part of those of you that lost a loved one. We have a class called Grief Share. And it really, you find amazing healing for the loss you've had. It's going to be on Sundays at 2 o'clock in the afternoon, so you'll have time to go eat and then come back, and it's a really amazing time of healing. You need to get involved. Get involved in some of the classes that we're offering. But what are you willing to do to experience God's love? What are you willing to do? 
Are you, have you surrendered your life to Jesus? I know I ask that every Sunday and every Wednesday, but I want to make sure that you get to heaven. I want to make sure you know Jesus. So if you have never given your life to Jesus and you want to, raise your hand and say, Pastor, that's me. I've never done that. I want to do that. Is there anyone here today? Well, then I'm going to believe that you've already done that. Amen. Praise God. Amen. Amen. Anyone else? Anyone else? I just want to make sure that you have a chance to do that. Praise the Lord. Amen. Praise God. Guys, we're so thrilled for you. If you have never been baptized, I encourage you, if you didn't come prepared, we have robes and you could get baptized. But if you raised your hand, would you stand so we could pray for you? Those of you that raised your hand, church, would you say this prayer with them? Just say, Heavenly Father, from this day forward, I want to live for you. Forgive me of all my sins. I receive Jesus Christ as my Savior and my Lord. Fill me with your Holy Spirit to live in victory. I pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Gentlemen, can you guys come up here? I'd love to give you just a high five. This is Pastor Eddie over there. He's got a Bible for you and some material. But man, I I just want to say praise God. Praise the Lord, brother. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Right over there, he's got some stuff for you, okay? So just go over there. Oh, my goodness. Praise the Lord, sis. God bless you. God bless you. Just go right over there. Dolores, can you can you go with them real quick, with that lady that came with them? Sure would appreciate that. Guys, I don't know where you're at. Maybe you're like that family that I was with this past week that they haven't talked in a while. Maybe your children aren't talking with you or you're not talking with them. Maybe you're not talking with one of your siblings or just someone that means, somebody that really means a lot to you. And you want to make that right. I want you to know there's people that want to pray with you at the altar, but I I pray you take time that you don't leave here without settling that. That you say, God, I really need your peace. I need your love so I can experience it and share it. So would you stand with us and we're just going to close with this song and then we'll be leaving and we're hoping you'll stay for the baptisms and and to celebrate together. Amen? Amen? Sing this out. Sing this out.
What a beautiful name it is, the name of Jesus. You didn't want heaven without us, so Jesus, you that has come into the house of God. Now, God, we empty this room and go out to the courtyard, the mall area, Lord, to see some people take that walk of obedience in the baptism. Bless them abundantly. And the rest of this day, I pray in Jesus Christ's name, amen. You're dismissed, church. I hope you'll stay for the baptism. They're right outside. We'll be right there. Praise the Lord.